No, I found it. Oh, I do believe I found it first. No, I did, Pip. Oh, dear. Well, I guess we'll have to Rochambeau for it. What do you mean? Well, first I kick you in the nuts as hard as I can, then you kick me in the nuts as hard as you can, and we keep going back and forth until somebody falls. The last one standing gets the arrowhead. Oh, my, well, I suppose if I must. Okay, ready? I'll go first. Okay, you can have this stupid arrowhead. I don't want it. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. So, Ben. Ben. Yeah. You, you saw Barbie. I did. Today. Yeah. You just got back from Barbie. Yeah. Gabe. You saw Barbie. I saw it yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, it was Saturday. Okay. You saw it. So we've all seen Barbie. I saw it twice. I just got back from Barbie for the second time because uh, somebody was supposed to go to see it with me, and she blew me off, and that person is on the show today. Gabe, who do we have on the show today? Jill. Miss Jill Hopkins. Repeat offender, Miss Jill Hopkins. What do you know about Jill? <laughs> what do I remember about Jill? She was at the. <laughs> so she was at our live show podcast in uh, G Man, and I said yeah, hello. She, yeah, that's what you a, remember yeah, about it. She, she comes out for stuff. It's, Jill Hopkins is on the show today. Uh, our good friend Jill Hopkins. Do you guys? Then we're who- going to talk about Barbie. I mean, wh- whether people want to talk about Barbie or hear us talk about Barbie or not, we are going to do it because we we like to talk about what's popular on this show, right? We're into pop culture, right? Has anybody seen Oppenheimer? Not yet. No, not yet. So we've all seen Barbie. None of us have seen Oppenheimer. But I'm going to see Oppenheimer tomorrow or Wednesday for sure. I was at River East. I went to go see, uh, before Barbie, I went to go see a movie that has no Barbie and no Oppenheimer. I went to go see uh, Theater Camp. And uh, my God, what a pleasure it was to sit in a movie that had nothing to do with Barbie or Oppenheimer. It also had no people in it, but it, it, it was, it was a, a lot of fun. So I stuck my head in to the theater across the hallway that was saying at River East that they were showing it in 70 millimeter. We were talking about this last week. Yeah. It was 70 millimeter film. Now, it was not projected very well. Mm-hmm. If you're going to see 70 millimeter in Chicago, I would suggest Music Box. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any focus issues other than your own at Barbie? Game? Well, I had to sit in the second row because all the seats were taken. <laughs> oh, nice. But what, what's going to do? You know, I... So we're going to talk about Barbie, but, but we're going to wait till we have 
somebody who's not a middle-aged dude in the room. So we'll get Jill on and we'll talk with her. Uh, but before we do, pizza. Let's talk about pizza, Gabe. Okay. Not pizza gate, pizza Gabe. Uh, we had a show the other night and Gabe, they had double decker pizza. We had after show pizza and it was double decker pizza. Did you know it was coming as double decker or it was a no. surprise? No. I mean, you know, you brought up double decker and double D's last week. So it'd been on my mind driving out there. We were hungry. We were going to get something for lunch, a salad. Uh, and then I looked and I look at the menu and I see that they've got the pizzas. And I'm thinking, all right, what are we going to have? for after show pizza because Mike Shannon wasn't going to be there. So I was actually going to get to have some pizza this time. And then I looked down there and it says double decker. And I was like, I, I, Ben, have you had double decker pizza or do you know what this shit is? No, we talked about it once before and we couldn't quite figure out what it was. And looking at the picture, because by the way, that's all anybody was talking about. I was at that show and I bumped into Mike Grogan and then Ryan Harding and all that was coming out of their mouths all night long was, you know, there's double, they say they, and Mike's girlfriend, wife, uh, she, she was like, there's no way they have double uh, decker pizza. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, they, they, they don't have double decker. They say they do on the menu, but there's no, there's nothing on social media about it. So it can't, they can't really have it. I'm like, well, if they say they have it on the menu. <laughs> they probably the have it. <laughs> We're back. It's on the menu. And I said, like, we're getting the double-decker pizza. And I'm so excited about this. And mainly the reason I'm excited, I have two reasons. One, it's fucking good. And you, you can't get it in Chicago anymore. A place called Rinaldi's used to do it. They don't do it anymore. Or they close down. Uh, and, then, and then you get it like up towards Wisconsin. You can get it. This place had it. Side Outs, the place that we, we played on Saturday. This place had it. And so the second reason I was super excited, so I could send a picture to Gabe and go, ooh, <laughs> look at this, Gabe. I haven't so had double-decker pizza in five years. It is so good. It's really hard to explain why it's so great. I mean, it's not stuffed pizza. It's not thick crust pizza. It's not Chicago pizza. It's, it's two pizzas on top of each other. I mean, it's just so, wait, so wait, wait, good. Because the picture that uh, you sent doesn't make this clear. So there's like a pizza with whatever you ordered on it, jalapenos mm. and olives. Right. And then they make another pizza and with jalapeno and olives, and they just it. drop it on top of the first one, and they slice. Not exactly. It's oh. it's a little more complicated than that. Well, this but is what it, I want to know. There's like, there's like a, uh, uh, there's a pizza. That has some stuff and sauce and some cheese and stuff. And then there's another pizza on top of it. I don't really know how they do it, but it's fucking great. And then they take the, uh, the, crust. the, uh, the crust and they braid them together. Yes, and the braiding. Every oh, time okay. I bite into one of these things, I'm just like, there's no, just the waves of comfort <laughs> and nostalgia. To just wash over. I, I don't believe in comfort food. This is this is amazing. This well, is good stuff. That was a great place. They had a great all, all the food I and I ate a lot of food there. I didn't get a double decker because <laughs> I didn't see it on the menu. I was too busy with some other shit on there. But everything was great. 
I also saw that like they they came on to the Cold Manor <laughs> like thanking you and <laughs> all the fans. And, like, this was the best night of our lives over at Side Outs. Mm, it was great. Yeah. But you mentioned everybody talking about the pizza. I was yeah. super excited. But you yeah. mentioned everyone talking about the pizza. Yeah. And uh, somebody comes back. You guys need anything? And Ryan's back there. He goes, listen, let me ask you. Does Double Decker Pizza exist? Because their thing was like they didn't believe in the menu. Right. They're like, if there's no pictures of it right. on Yelp, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I was like... What is and wrong was- with you children? That's not how it works. It's on the fucking menu. It's going to be there. I said the same it's thing like, to no, Danielle. No, I don't believe she, this. Yeah, she was like, no. I said, but if it's on the menu, that's a more reliable source than whether or not you can find an Instagram pic of it. But she didn't seem to get that. They're living in a different world than we are. <laughs> you know, Bar- yeah. Barbie is for them. It's not for us. People who believe in menus. <laughs> yes, it's not like Bigfoot to them. They make it every day. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, is Ryan asked one of the, one of the people who worked there, if this was a thing. And she goes, well, I've never heard of it. And Ryan <laughs> oh, me, was like, okay. see, okay. like, <laughs> but that was his first time having double. She's when he, yes. What did he think of it? I don't know. I don't give a shit what anybody thought about it, but me, <laughs> I took one bite of that thing. I was like, Oh, next time I go back, I might have to stop, stop in there. Dude, I'm good. When? Tell me when. They have bowling and double decker pizza. We're going. Did you say double dicker pizza? Double decker. Double decker. Double D's. Double D's. So that place was like this big star star on the subject of pizza. They they had like endless like as far as the eye could see, this compound just kept going. Uh They had like more volleyball, sand beach volleyball courts than I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like maybe 20 of them. It was a complex. Right. It wasn't like the Death Star. It was it's like a... Waco with double decker pizza. <laughs> yeah. The northern suburbs of, of, of Chicago. That's what you get out there. It's over by McHenry. McHenry's pizza, Side Out's pizza game is strong. Go there, tell them we sent you. Now, speaking of pizza, while we're on the subject, the bear. <laughs> Pequod showed up on the bear. Did you see that episode? Pequod showed up on the bear. Now, I don't want to talk badly about the bear because, you know, they're doing stuff for Chicago and Jill Hopkins is a big the bear fan. But they have this episode where, who, what's the guy who plays? Are they cousins or are they just call each other cousins? It's, everyone calls them. He calls everyone cousins. So I don't think. Cousin, actually, cousin, chef. I don't know what I that means. What I thought you were going to explain to me what Chicago means. When people say cousin in Chicago, what that means as opposed I'm, to the rest of the country. I've never heard this bullshit before in my life. Anyway, the guy who plays cousin, who is my favorite character on the show. He, He's the guy who had his head up. What's her name's ass and girls. Uh. Uh, Brian, uh, what's his name's daughter? The newscaster who got in trouble for lying about being in a helicopter or something. Brian Williams' daughter. From, uh, yes. she's in, Allison she's in, Williams? Uh, Allison Allison Williams. Williams. Yeah. Allison Williams. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember him putting his ass up. He's her Allison boyfriend Williams. in that. I mean, thing. his head up her ass. Oh, yeah. This no, is, not. That's like the best. Yes, no, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's no, in the band with her. Allison Ross. Williams. Remember they have a band oh. together, a, du- a duo? That's him. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. What's his name? I don't know. Anyway. He is the best part he's the of the best. bear. So, 
So, yes. So the guy that Jill likes, the lead of the bear, he makes him go to work at Alinea, which is... Or a restaurant standing in for Alinea. Like, I don't think they call it Alinea on the show, but it's Alinea. Listen, I don't want to have this conversation with you. I'm trying to get to a point. We got a lot to get through tonight. <laughs> yeah, but so, what the fuck isn't the head chef for Alinea? I don't give a shit. Okay, okay we're ahead. talking about Pequods now. What's going on? Yeah. Is the, is the guy who actually does this thing that I'm about to talk about, is he an actual chef? I think he is. What's your face from... From the favorite and the queen, I know is not a real chef. Okay. I get it. Why are you messing with me? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Why can't you let me get to... We were talking well, about we were. I was having okay. the same argument with my family about whether oh they God. call that restaurant Alinea in the show or not. And I didn't think they did. How do they know it's Alinea if they didn't call it Alinea? Because they're obsessed with Alinea. Really? Have they gone to Alinea? No, they watched some dumb Netflix show about... The actual. Uh, real I'm gonna get you guys on the shit. list tomorrow. You guys free tomorrow? Sure. I'll get you on the list. Well, my daughter's in Paris now, so she's. Oh, all right. Well, see, do you a favor, and right. this is what I get. I'll, I'll take a rain, a rain check. Have you been to Alinea? What, Francis Ha. What's your daughter, Francis Ha? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, have you been to Alinea? Take it back. Fuck off. All right. So anyway, here. I don't even want to tell the story anymore. Let's bring Jill Hopkins out. Now, go ahead. Sorry. We'll nope. cut all that out. Nope. Nope. We'll have, no, we're no, gonna, we'll have to save Let's get you week. revved up. So, again. no, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. We were going to talk about Barbie. Like, I've gotten a lot of shade for being less than impressed with Barbie. Uh, and a lot of people are like, well, it wasn't made for you, to be honest. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, even though I've probably been looking forward to this movie more than anybody, because uh, I love Greta Gerwig and I love uh, Little Women. I thought Little Women was the best movie of 2019. And when I heard she was going to do Barbie, I was like, this is going to be great. I can't wait for this movie. So uh, then it comes out and uh, you know the hype is just crushing. It's like Batman 1989 levels of hype. And of course, I'm sitting there watching it. And, and by the way, I, I tried to get ahead of the hype went to the very first showing the very first day like on thursday like the earliest showing i could go to it's like i'm gonna get ahead of this before it gets really bad over the weekend that doesn't work i mean i was it, the hype hit me right in the face so i'm like boom right right in my face so i was a little underwhelmed and a little disappointed and i wrote about that and then everyone's like, oh, what do you care? You know, you're too old for this movie anyway. And it's not for men. And you fuck off. Get out of here, Gen X man. <laughs> it was co-written by a Gen X man, everybody. Anyway, Jill Hopkins was the first one to come at me. But, you know, she came at me as a joke. So, so we've all seen it. So we can all talk about it. None of us have seen Oppenheimer. Right, Gabe? You, you didn't sneak into Oppenheimer afterwards, did you? Uh, uh, can you sneak into movies nowadays? Don't you have to buy a ticket ahead of time? Oh, yeah, you can sneak in. It's easier to sneak in now than it ever has, in fact. Really? Some of these theaters have like little TVs outside each auditorium where they show you what seats are occupied and what seats aren't. It's, it's really? crazy. Yeah. N- not at AMC. AMC has actually taken away the signs. 
Yeah. Like, so you right. don't know what's playing. Right. Like, you're just kind of like, is this going to be it? Anyway, so it, let's have Jill. And Jill, by the way, is a huge fan of the movie. She saw it and she loved it. And she was supposed to go with me today. And she blew me off because she's got a, you know, a real job. That's her fault. So uh, let's bring Jill on. Jill, how you doing? How, how's work going? Work's going well. Got a really cool... We're in like this weird limbo between like Hitchfork and Lollapalooza for uh-huh. the, the after shows and, and whatnot. But right. I'm really looking... Was it worth blowing our date off You know, I to had see Barbie to, today? I had, to, I had to put the finishing touches on... Well, first of all, today, this is the fourth Zoom I've had today. So uh-huh. let's just all relax sure. for a second. Okay. <laughs> and then I had to like finish uh, editing my own podcast for uh-huh. the show on Sunday that I think that you'll be at. We'll be there together. The oh, yeah. Right. Show on Sunday. Right, right. Yes. I will be there. I wouldn't miss it. Jill and I were going to go see Barbie because Jill was the first one to comment on my uh, Facebook post, uh, where would you say, Jill? It, it would have been weird. Been, if, it would have been weird if you would have like come back with like, "Oh my God, I fucking love Barbie so much!" Like it would have been a, like that's how we would know you were kidnapped. Uh-huh. If you wrote that on Facebook. That would be your help message. All that matters is I saw the movie twice. You did, Jill, the supposed big Barbie fan, just saw it once. I, okay, I would couldn't like take to say off I'm a, work. I'm a regular come Barbie. sized Barbie fan. I am just like I. I'm a 44 year old woman. Barbie is in the it's in the veins uh-huh. because of how pop culture works. Right. Um. And I just like an ex- excuse to dress up and go out with with my girls and have sure. a nice time. Sure. And, sure. And it was a really good movie. Like I went in, like the the trailers were kind of all over the place. And a lot of folks were just like, they're giving away the farm here. They're telling everybody what's going on through the trailers. But there was a lot that I didn't expect or, um, you know, even think they'd get the permission to do. Like, there was a lot of really pointed jabs at the the mothership. Yeah. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Well, that first trailer was... uh was the beginning the, the the whole 2001 thing I and mean, that trailer yeah. was brilliant with the, toes. with the toes and like even if i hadn't been looking forward to this movie even if i wasn't a big greta gerwig fan i would have wanted to see the movie because of that because you know i love 2001 what's more gen x man than stanley kubrick in 2001 pavement I mean, I, 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 steve malkowitz and pavement steve maybe <laughs> listen i have my notes and steve malkowitz okay. is uh his his name is in caps all caps all right. Okay, let's not bury the lead here. No. Gabe has not been in a theater in, what, 40 years, Gabe? When was the last time you went to a movie theater? Have you ever been to a talkie, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie a uh, couple months ago, but that doesn't really count. Uh, a real a movie, movie theater? I went to a theater. Well, what? It, it was that dumb movie about the... Sound of Freedom? So- Sound of Freedom. No, no. It was, it was a religious movie. Sound of the Freedom. The dude was... I, I don't care. It was stupid. Sounded you saw a religious movie in a movie theater. Yes, it was about a preacher. It was Frazier, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. He was <laughs> nothing wrong with that guy. Okay, it, it, it doesn't count. It the, counts. I didn't go there from my it counts choice. against you. Yeah, but this is the first time I've been to a movie with my choice. 
Not my choice. I didn't this go because I wanted choice. to. In about three years. Three years. Okay, so Gabe, they got Gabe Rodriguez out to a movie. Hey, we're back, baby. Nicole Kidman was right. Who's oh, they? Yeah. You said they she missed you today, on. by the way. Oh. Warner Brothers and Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach and everybody involved with this movie. A Gen X man, by the way, Noah Baumbach. I just want to <laughs> get that in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so to me, this is crazy. Like, if, if this movie can do that, this movie can do anything. I didn't go because I wanted to see the movie. I didn't go because I wanted to see it. You asked me to see it so we can talk about it on the pro- podcast. <laughs> okay, this is okay. The jig so is the up. Ben, the Ben Shapiro tweets where he's like, my producers dragged me to right. this screening. How <laughs> right. dare they? They airlifted me out of my home where my dry doctor wife uh, I will say, Jill, you're absolutely right in that there's plenty of stuff that Gabe says no to, but you didn't make a single peep. Scott said, go see this movie and write a review. And there was, n- you were not like, do I have to? You didn't say anything like that. You're like, okay, I'm in. Adios. See you after the movie. Not only did he say that, he said, yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I took a picture. I took a picture standing next to the, the big poster. Yeah. You failed. He didn't take a picture in the box. I didn't even see the box, but oh. okay. I, I didn't want to be those that. in the show notes. Everybody's pictures in the box. Well, yours is going in there. Yeah. I, I tried, but it was just it, on that. On that note, I am definitely too old. It was too creepy. There was just <laughs> little girls all over the place and I could not knock them over. Not for that How, reason. I had the opposite know? problem. I was the only one there and there was nobody to take my picture in the box. And I was like, I don't think I can work this selfie out. So I was like, Fuck oh, it. it's so sad. Was. Even Ken had a bunch of friends. Yeah. So, Gabe, did, did you write a review? I wrote can you, something. Can you get us started on the? Uh, I, I guess the conversation has already started. But all right, I I didn't want to read another review or even your review before I wrote my review because I didn't want it to taint my. Uh, Are you talking opinion. about your taint again? <laughs> did you Did you read my review? You didn't, did you? I saw it, but I didn't read it. Okay, good, good. So we're going to get fresh, unfiltered Gabe. Yes. When it comes to Barbie. I got the read. same thing that he says about our podcast. I saw that it was up, but I didn't listen to it. <laughs> now, is the, Jill, do you know, is there an old Barbie movie? Is there like a Barbie cartoon that came There's out theatrically? There's like 40-something Barbie movies. What? They don't come out theatrically, but they go like straight to, like in the 90s, in the late 90s, I, I remember from my babysitting days, they would just go straight to like pink VHS and then they went to pink DVD and now they go like straight to streaming and um, it is boffo fucking business. If you have a child, especially a girl child, um, between like the ages of like four and eight this is your bread and butter if you want a moment's fucking peace and quiet as a uh. caregiver to the children. So there's like Barbie, she's a princess, she's a diplomat, she's a doctor, she's an astronaut, and it's not the best animation. Don't get it twisted. They do not spend a lot of money on these films, sure. but they just crank them out. They just crank them the fuck out. Yeah. So it's all, this. the, the Greta Gorig. I guess the the saturation levels, the very pinkness of it all is reminiscent of those animated movies where even in space, everything is fucking pink somehow. I don't know right. how they do it, but they do. It's a, it's an alternate space. 
shot by the great Rodrigo Prieto. Rodrigo? Rodrigo Prieto, who also has a Scorsese movie coming out this year. I just want to say, Gen X dudes love Martin Scorsese. <laughs> it's true, you do. It's true. It's true. It's true. Well done, Prieto. <laughs> Mr. I like Prieto. the range on a, on a person like that, though. You were talking about, in your review... Uh, how much you like Little Women? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't uh, recall your review of um, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. I loved it. Um, but I think you have to at least kind of, you know, give props to like the range of of Greta Gerwig's abilities here. Like if she can do the world's most muted looking film in Little Women, nothing but beiges, beiges and browns. And maybe uh-huh. a pop of green because it was Christmas. And right. then this <laughs> whole other thing is just like, good for her. I'm glad that she... But I don't think Little Women is joyless. Not her Little Women. No, it's... No, I mean, the book is just like cholera and fucking depression. But like the movie itself is quite lovely to look at. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, the, I, just it's muted. It's muted in attitude. It's muted in palette. It's, it's muted. There's nothing right. muted I mean, about I Florence Pugh. About. Florence Pugh oh. lights that movie up like a pinata. She's Thank a you. delight. I can't believe she wasn't in the Barbie movie. Gabe, what do you yeah. got? You don't know. You don't know shit from Little Women. From not, you know the little the Winona Ryder Little Women. Yes, the Claire Danes Little Women. Right. You don't that's, know. That's the one. Who's, is there no, another one? It's not. There's it's two other su- ones. It's been supplanted. You don't know, I got it, you don't know Greta Gerwig from those alien earwigs in Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Yes, I don't know Greta Thank Earwig you. from Greta Van Fleet. I'll Even make better. you a nice oh my God. watch list. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It was just, does most of the audience know, give a shit who Greta Gerwig is? No. No. I feel like my theater's worth of people did. You said there were, Ben, you said there was a bunch of little kids running around. There was less than a handful of minors in my theater from what I could tell like little kids were there was maybe three of them they were like they and their parents were the last people to come into the theater and I saw it to Logan so there's no assigned seating so this little family came in and they were just like ah fuck well (laughs) I think one of the big questions about this movie is what kind of movie is this and who's it for and the, the, the thing that I kept thinking throughout was well this is not for kids like kids would be bored I think stiff sophisticated. By this crap. Oh, I don't think any kid's going to be bored by it, but I don't, you know, like we were talking about Ben Shapiro, he's got it completely wrong. This movie is not just aimed at eight year olds. That, that's the thing that I'm trying to say. It's not just aimed at anybody. It's like, it's scattershot machine gun fire. You know, this isn't a sniper movie. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're just a pop culture fan, you had reason to look forward to it. If you're somebody who appreciates just whimsy, mm-hmm. there's good enough reason to look forward. I love whimsy in, when it's done right. Like, the world is fucking serious and terrible and, and awful. And, like, fucking whimsical me. Whims my ass off. I need to be whimsed. And this sure. brought all the whimsy. Yes. Wonderful. But don't you hate to have stuff shoved down your throat? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I knew you were going to say something like that. I know. Don't you just set it up on a tee. Don't, I know. I was like, what are, what are you doing, Scott? No, I know exactly what you mean. And it's it's that, uh, especially that monologue in the, the, the end of the second act with America Ferreira, 
and it's just like the patriarchy bad, feminism good thing. But mm-hmm. what I liked about that, because like it was during the whole thing, it felt like, you know, baby's first female studies class there for a second. Yeah. But yeah. then <laughs> they like just kind of roasted it immediately thereafter. They're just like, okay, that's that's fine. And for any like, you know, budding feminists, any baby girlwigs in the audience, maybe this is something they needed to hear in that capacity at, in, on this platform. Right. You know, for the but, for the rest of us it was, you know, a little just like, okay, been eye roll, but then they just kind of like push that fucking boulder off a cliff and it all just comes tumbling down and just a I liked how it kind of resolved itself at the end. Right. But what I'm talking about is the the um the overwhelming uh the marketing of it. I'm talking about the marketing of it. Just like just in my face every day. It, I'm sick of pink. Hey, um, does Boston make you feel good? Are you afraid of no ghosts? Because we're both very well old enough to remember that this is not anything fucking new. When we were kids, fucking Ghostbusters. Batman. I mean, Batman, the 1989 fucking Batman. Yeah, every totally Apple ruined device, it for me. Every Apple device I own over the course of the years is named after a different character from Ghostbusters. I'm talking no. to you on a laptop named Dr. Peter Venkman right the fuck now. like it's it's the kind of thing that it's pervasive there's going to be little kids talking about this in 30 years is like kind of a common touchstone for them pop culturally in the same way that you and i probably would talk about the first transformers movie and how traumatizing (laughs) it was to watch optimus prime just fucking die right in front of our our tiny little faces i think i'm a little older than you that's (laughs) no not me Really? Orson right. Welles dying in front of you as a robot? <laughs> okay, the horse dying in never-ending story. That, that's pretty, Gabe. I'm not following you. I didn't know Optimus Prime was dead in the first Transformers. Now I can't watch it. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. 40-year-old spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Gabe's review, for God's sakes. Mm. Can we do that now, Scott? I mean, his, right. his review's not going anywhere, Ben. It's, it's going to be here. Okay. It's, it's, I want to hear it. I understand. I, no, I, I, just I don't want to. I think we've warmed it up think, enough. Do you think? Do you, do you think Gabe's review is just going to fucking burn the place down and it's going to yes. be? Oh no, you didn't. Yes. I don't want it to no. be beside the point. We we made the guy write. Yes, I wrote this knowing that I would have to recite it in front of the the, the class here. You memorized it? Hell no. I don't know if is I can read it out re- loud. Do you have to go. memorize something in order to recite it? There's no music behind it, so I'm not going to remember it. I wrote it, I emailed it to myself, and here we go. There can be music behind it, right, Ben? <laughs> He's going to orate for us right now. Go ahead. All right, oh, here we go. All right. right on. She's got That's music? awesome looking right. keyboard. I had no What's idea. Re- What's with the reverse I had reverse no idea what I was oh, hold, on, hold on. It's very He's, cool. Oh, hold on, Ben. Here we go. It's happening. You, you asked for it, and here it comes. I got all distracted right. by a shiny object. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. It wasn't your head, Gabe. Go ahead. I had no idea what I was getting into, literally, as I walked into the theater to see Barbie. I had not seen the trailer or read any reviews, besides the fact that I grew up in a household of five brothers. The most exposure I had to Barbie was 
getting that Aqua Barbie song stuck in my head. Was this a kid's movie? As in a cartoon or animation? Didn't take long to figure out that the movie was a first-person Barbie experience where we got to see her in her own world. It also didn't take long to realize that I needed more sleep the night before. <laughs> you fell asleep? <laughs> By the time the weird Barbie scene came, I had already passed out once. Not because it was boring, but because I cannot stay awake during any movie. Yes, this movie was supposed to keep my attention with the political undertones and feminist themes, but a man needs his sleep too, right? <laughs> the movie's good had good intentions to portray Barbie as a strong role model and not to let men overtake their world, as well as being seeing beauty in any size, shape, or age. I think the statement comes through clearly. Margot Robbie is certainly great. Rhea Perlman was a nice surprise at the, as the creator of Barbie. I didn't hate the movie, but at some point, Ryan Gosling belt out, belted out a few numbers for some reason. And I guess for me, that really, there is only one Grease or Grease 2. I guess I needed more, more to keep like me Like you don't like musicals, that's what you no, mean. I didn't know it was going to turn into a musical. Mm-hmm. I guess I needed more to keep me awake, but the fact that I only dozed off four times as my wife prodded me each time, much to the laughter of the young lady sitting next to us, I will say it was a fine effort. I'm just not the target audience most of the time anyway. That's it. That all feels really fair to me. I really, yeah, that seems fair. Well, it's easy. Theater seats are so comfortable these days. I'll fall asleep anywhere, any movie, anytime, any place. But can I just say though that it was a delight to see a movie under two hours for a change? Mm-hmm. Jesus, Christ. pretty good. It was great. Pretty good. I love that. I didn't hate it. It was okay. So would you see it again tomorrow? Maybe two <laughs> fifteen? No, I probably would never put it back on unless it's in the background and I'll fall asleep again. But that's all right. So you didn't like Ryan Gosling? Is that what you're saying? I didn't understand. I mean, he's... He played Ken. I, I know, but I understand all the Barbies, but I thought that... I, I, didn't, I didn't get the whole premise of more than one Ken. I, I just thought there There's was a one bunch Ken. of different kind of Kens, too. I know, but... It Ken can be it all men. It didn't register. I, I just didn't care anymore. I, I don't know. I, I like so you're not supposed tar- to care about Ken. That's kind of the point. That's good. Okay, <laughs> then I get it. Well, I thought he was... The, <laughs> I thought he was the funniest thing in the movie. He's very funny. I didn't it's like him. Very funny. Line delivery is great. Sublime. <laughs> he's, 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 yeah, sublime. And I, I thought that song, like that first Barbie song, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to hear Mark Ronson music. But that Ken song was pretty funny. You didn't like that, Gabe. That's where I kind of just, just got lost all interest. When he started singing, I'm like, okay, th- this is enough. I, I thought I could sit through the whole thing. I started singing. I'm like, oh, these songs suck. And this didn't, make, <laughs> didn't, make, didn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, I guess this is isn't, this isn't for me, but okay. Uh, I think uh, Ro- Niall Rogers could have really f- torn some shit up on that soundtrack for the for the group songs. Get a good, like, disco, which I think is probably what Mark Ronson is trying to do with his yes. entire life anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> ben, what did you think? Well, I was wishing that they had gotten Robin to do the soundtrack or maybe Tegan and Sarah 
think those are some missed opportunities. Uh, How did you feel about the Indigo Girls uh, placement? In, in, in yeah, it? I'm not into that, that but I do think that the Matchbox 20 thing was maybe the funniest thing in the movie. But having the Indigo Girls be the theme song for Barbies to drive them, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty brilliant. And then, like, just this little Lilith Bear point to the sky was very cute i like that a lot. yeah and then it switches to ken radio and it's matchbox 20 i'm like all right this, this is pretty good this is good stuff which I'm, i guess brings us to the stephen malcolmist conversation if we're talking about music placement here yeah could be but but i think ben's got a a, a kicker ben ben seems <laughs> No, I don't. But I was going to bring up uh, my friend Mike McPadden, who was momentarily infamous for writing a review for um, the Daily Grindhouse or something about Mandy when that came out, that Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's it's a meme. It's not a movie. It's a meme. And it's like just a bunch of scenes that are made for people in the audience to know exactly what's going to happen and to sort of revel in the fact that they know exactly every twist and turn of this movie and they and this one seemed to me even more so like it's just a bunch of memes put together like every single shot is designed to be its own thing you can run on the internet either as a still picture or as like a 20 second gif and that's it like then there's nothing you know it's got a bunch it's sort of like a movie of ideas it's I kept I kept thinking it's a comedy, but I barely laughed. And then, but my wife, who saw it a couple of days before I did, was like, "No, it's not a comedy, and it's really, really preachy." I didn't really feel that either. I felt like it's it's almost like this weird, like Godard, like movie of ideas. But it's got all of its ideas last about twenty seconds, and then they move on to this other thing, and they never come back to that other idea. And so, it kind of like lost me after a little while because it was like this. There's nothing pulling me through this fucking movie. I, I want to say that as a kid who played with Barbies, that that is just kind of how playing with Barbie goes. Yeah, like, I can see that. They're, they're kissing for uh, about a minute and a half, and then you throw the other one across the room, and now one of them's just in the United Nations, and then another 45 seconds goes by, and now everyone's crying and talking about boys. And that's, I, I feel like maybe was... You know, I'm not going to go work. I haven't seen any interviews with her or anything like that. So this is all speculation. But that's kind of what it felt like for me. And I did laugh a lot. There was a, the point in the movie where all the Kens are serenading all the Barbies. They're just singing at them. Yeah. And I was the taken Matchbox back 20 to. Song. Yes. And yeah. I was taken back to every fucking Built to Spill show I've ever been to with my husband, every Descendant <laughs> show I've ever been to with my husband. Where if there's a love song, now there's a, a man who's a foot taller than me just singing it at me. And then I look around and there's a bunch of other girls being sung at by their significant others. And we're just like, we love this for you, babe. Congrats. We're at your, <laughs> this is your favorite band. Good for you. And I say that having taken my husband to see Beyonce last night and he was, mm-hmm, wow, this is certainly your jam. Good for you. Right. So, you know. I I I I also think that seeing this movie in Logan Square with a bunch of Logan Square old broads like myself that we got a lot of the you know references that were a little on the subversive side more than people who were just like yay pink and then went to go see the movie like we're all 
rockers. We all right. have stories. We've been through some shit. Yeah, that's why the idea of uh, when I was a little underwhelmed, I kept getting, you know, this isn't for you and you need to lower your, your expectations. And I think the idea of lowering your, your expectations for this, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. You know, I think this movie is going for something. And I think she is a great director, you know? So it's like, why can't I walk into this movie with high expectations and expect something? I think my expectation for humor was was uh, was met and exceeded. I was not expecting some of the very what I think uh to me were very smart jokes. Like I was not expecting a lot of really clever jokes presented in a way that was that seemed kind of throwaway even mm. at the time. When somebody calls Barbie a fascist, and she's like, yeah. I don't even control the railways. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fucking funny. No, I like those smart jokes because, I don't know, they were, they were funnier. Like, the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, all right, this is funny, but I'm not, I, like you, Ben. I was like, I'm not laughing. And I, I, they're I universe really... building. They're world building. Yeah. They're letting but it, you know it, what's real, it, what's what's not. And, and it felt it felt paint, it felt nice and fuzzy, and it looked great. And but but it also felt flat. And I think the first time I saw it, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to like this. You know, I was already worried about it. I get there, and unlike you, I don't like everybody showing up and taking selfies and, and, you know, dressing up and making a big <laughs> ruckus. You know, I want to go see this fucking movie, but I'm, I've been I waiting for ruckus. two years. I've been waiting for <laughs> motherfucking ruckus. I've been waiting for two years to see this thing. And then I'm like, oh no, it's everywhere. It's, you know, it's on, on buses. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to be a grump about this, aren't I? And then 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a grump about this, aren't I? Well, we are living in a world where we're still living in the shadow of this series of movies that's about the toys that we played with when we were kids, but also tells us all this great stuff about what those toys meant to us and continue to mean to people throughout the ages. And is also they're also super fucking funny and really smart and really exciting and entertaining. And those are those Pixar Toy Story movies. And I feel oh. like if this movie's trying to do something, it's trying to be a Toy Story, trying to... To, to make similar points about our relationship with these, you know, consumer products that get foisted on us at a really young age and what we do with them and what our imagination uh, is used for when we're kids and then how that affects us in a nostalgic way when we're older. Um, and I think all that stuff is happening, trying to happen in this movie. I just don't think it comes up to that standard. I think it like falls far short of the cleverness of those things and the sort of those Toy Story movies, to me, work for little kids and work for 20-year-olds and work for 40-year-olds and 60-year-olds and 80-year-olds. And I think this movie is trying to have that same, like, appeal to every age group and men and women. I disagree. And- I disagree. I don't think this movie is about nostalgia at all. I think this movie is is political. I mean, I think it's about empowerment is what this movie is. And, but it's also and, trying to tap into that Barbie nostalgia to everyone who ever played with to Barbies. Sell, That's what to sell toys, to sell toys maybe, to be as the commercial aspect of this movie. But what what this movie I think is really like, you know, we were talking about Ben Shapiro. The reason Ben Shapiro gets so mad at a movie like that is cuz he is Ken. 
Ted Cruz is Ken. You know, the Proud Boys and the January 6th marchers. They're all fucking Ken. Trump is Ken. And I mean, this movie has something to say about like, you know, not feed, not existing to feed the ego of men. I, I think that this movie's got a lot more than nostalgia on its mind. And it's only hitting the nostalgia mark so that Mattel can shell out the money. Well, that's well, fine. But I don't, yeah, I might, I don't maybe see. I like this movie. Maybe. Well, one of the things, I guess, if we're talking about the difference between or the similarities between Barbie and Toy Story is the, the, the main component about Toy Story that I think tugs at a lot of heartstrings is that those toys only exist as sentient beings when the kids or the real people aren't paying attention. In Barbie, you get those worlds combined. You get real people coming to Barbie land. You get Barbies going to the real world so they get to interact with each other as each other. Without any like sort of pretense as to, oh no, I'm not Barbie. Like that's not something that happens. Like everybody in the real world knows that this is fucking Barbie. That's actual Barbie. That's actual Ken. It's not two very delusional people. It's not a figment of our imagination. So all right, Jill loves it. Gabe can't stay awake. Ben is doesn't love it. I am this ball of confusion. Uh, yeah, okay. This mo- I think this movie could be all things to everybody, which is, which is kind of an interesting thing to deal with, especially for a toy movie. I mean, well, it's what, the second biggest or the biggest opening of the year? Or is it what tied with that? I think it beats the Mario one. Brothers movie. No, it's bigger, bigger than the Mario Brothers. It's the biggest. So it beat Mario Brothers. It's the biggest opening of the year. Biggest opening by a female director. And that too. Both. Both are true. Yes. Yes. Which beat out Captain Marvel, which I didn't think anybody saw. I did. Captain Marvel came out this year? Or are we talking about... No, no, no. But that was... Before this, that was the biggest opening by a female director. I mean, I'm happy for anything that brings people back into movie theaters. But yeah, for me, this was a big swing and a miss. But it's still a movie based on a toy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where but I love the, the fact what, what movies cracks, based on a comic book what cracks no I, I don't want that either I don't want movies I, I, I'm tired of movies I think it's pretty <laughs> crazy that all these pieces are coming out now about and the headlines are that people are tired of IP intellectual property and all these franchises and they're looking for something new look right. at what's going on with Barbie and Oppenheimer well Oppenheimer looks from the trailers like every other Chris Nolan movie so it's its own Chris Chris Nolan has his own franchise of his own movies like they're all Uh the same fucking you know IMAX (laughs) and then this is another fucking toy movie just like Transformers and just like everything else it might as well I mean I don't understand why this is the first one in a franchise but you know there's going to be fucking four sequels that Greta Gerwig will probably have nothing to do with but still it'll be the Barbie series what else is under the Mattel umbrella? Are we entering the Mattel cinematic universe? Is Mattel oh, also like G.I. Joe? Remember when they tried to do G.I. Joe with like Rihanna like 20 years ago or 15 years ago or something? Mm-hmm. And it was just... With who? Fuck. Rihanna. Rihanna was in G.I. Joe. Yeah. Maybe the second one. The first one had, what's his name? Um, Magic Mike. And um, <laughs> then they made, he he made them kill him kill him off at the in the first scene of the second one because he wanted. Is Magic Mike under the Mattel umbrella? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I so think speaking of Rihanna, 
Uh, how was Beyonce last night? Oh, it was so great. Uh, it was so great. It was, it was wonderful. I didn't have tickets to Sunday's Beyonce concert until um, post-midnight Saturday night. So I didn't have time to like whip myself up into a frenzy. I was just like, <laughs> if the universe wants me to be at Beyonce, I will be at Beyonce. So we do a thing around here. Uh, it's called uh, What's the Best? And we each pick our top three. But we also do it draft style. So if someone picks one of your picks beforehand, you can't use it. Fair. Is that fair? Yeah, thanks for making fair rules, you guys. (laughs) Gabe Gabe loves the draft style because he likes to take mine. So this is going to be tough because I have a feeling we're all going to be going for the same song. Well, not necessarily Jill. Jill, you're a bit of an authority on Beyonce. I I would not say that I am... even Chicago's most foremost authority, I feel like that that designation probably belongs to maybe Brit Julius over at the Tribune. Okay. Uh, credit credit words due. But I did host uh, a podcast for WBZ called Making Beyonce. And on Thursday of this week, I'm actually going on um, another podcast called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s to talk about uh, Destiny's Child. And All right. So I, if I can, if I can be at least a semi-authority on the collected works of Beyonce, then that's an honor I'm happy to have. Out of the four of us, you're probably oh, the yeah, authority. No question. I mean, no question. That should totally have been the name of our podcast. It should be 70 movies that explain the 70s. Oh, you shit. fucked up again. <laughs> I fucked up. All right, so Gabe, you got your top three? I have my top songs, but I picked more than three because I know someone's going to take it. Ben, you got three. I've got six in the same six. in the same vein as Gabe's thinking. Okay, I think I got six or seven here. So the guest is going to go first. Jill, you go first. But who's going to go after her? I feel like we have to do a Rochambeau thing or something, right? <laughs> I just love when you say that, right? Why? Why? What do you what What do you say? It's Rochambeau, is it not? No, I say rock paper scissors. I think is what Rochambeau. It's I don't know the what the fuck Rochambeau thing. is. I didn't grow up in New Orleans. What? Where, where'd you get this from? <laughs> Rochambeau. <Real. laughs> yeah. Well, I got it from. I got it from down the street, Cher. Got it right down there from y'all. Got it from the, Come on that, that David Simon show about uh, New Orleans. We're all eating our roll and hanging out with my Cher, and I said Rochambeau. Okay, here we go. So, ready? Okay. Yeah, after rock, three, paper, one, what two, do we three, go. Oh, really? Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. This is, there's three of us. How do you play rock, paper, scissors with three? Is there an elimination round or something? Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. So, on three? After three. One, two, three, go. Or is it one, two, three? I never know this stuff. You All you had to do is pick moment. one. You know, just go, one, two, three, go, okay? Yes, yes. This okay. is, by the way, this is going to be a video clip that's going to advertise this week. No video clips. We don't do that. Ready? Jill's totally checked out. She's like, ah, okay, I can, I can. No, what, what are our options? Be real oh, right rock, now. Rock, paper, <laughs> scissors. Okay. That YouTube channel of ours isn't going to fill itself with content. Okay, ready? Yes. One, two, three, go. Ben, Come on, we can't so see your screen. I can't even see Ben's hand. Well, I thought, I thought it was the two of you, and then the winner. No, it's of yours all gonna... three of us. Can you play three ways? That's what I was saying. I don't think you can. Yes, you can. But Gabe won that round with you. He had scissors. You had paper. He so cut then, you. 
But you don't eat, you're not even in there, though. I understand. We have to do it over, all three. All right, go ahead. Right here. Okay. Ready? Mm hmm. One, two, three, go. It's Lifer's Draft Day, Beyonce edition. All right, so I'm going to start off with a song from uh, 2011, from 4, <laughs> uh, Countdown. We dressed into the night. He picked me up, we made me feel so lucky. Seven, he kissed me in his six, We've been making love and still the one I do this I'm trying to make a Maybe my number one favorite Beyonce song. Really? Why? It's just a really fun song. There's a horn section. There's like a marching band situation. the The video itself is feels very Barbie. If we're if we're thinking about it, go watch the video for Countdown and tell me that it doesn't have Barbie vibes. Oh, I will. Do it. I will watch that. Do it, Gabe. This is going to be interesting. Uh, interesting, funny. What do you got? I don't know if it's going to be funny. I'm taking the song that's number one in my list. Halo. Ooh. Halo, wow. Yes. Everywhere I'm looking now, I'm surrounded by your embrace. Baby, I can see your halo. You know you're my saving grace. When I looked it up, it wasn't even, it might have been her most played song on Spotify. But this song reminds me of like, uh, Roy Orbison, because it, it gets a crescendo that just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming, and boom, it hits the climax when she's just all over at the top, and boom, you're there. Wow. Halo, wow. I, 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 really? I'm impressed. I, Are you? I didn't, see, I didn't see that coming from you. Did anybody see him picking Halo? That song gets stuck in your head for weeks. You have a heart of gold. I buy that. Like, you feel feelings. Yes, this is. I this, listen this to this fucking podcast. I know what you're about. <laughs> I don't turn the channel. When this song comes on, it does not turn for me. It stays on. Mm. It's mm -hmm. a good pick, mm. Ben. Mister, were you? Were you? Did you do rock? Did you beat me with rock? Is that what it was? I did Rochambeau. I don't know what rock is in that. He context. picked a number that was closer to mine. Row. <laughs> go third. You're third. <laughs> I'm going to go with a deep cut here. Not too many people might know this one. Crazy in love. Fuck you! <laughs> I knew it was either me or you at this point, Lucas. Man, I, 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 when he said, I believed you. When you said deep cut, I was like, I, am I actually going to get crazy in love? I was like, I cannot believe it. Not even on my list. And as I think we talked about on a podcast here previously, my in, my in for crazy in love was not actually Beyonce, uh, but it was the Magic Numbers acoustic cover of Crazy in Love, which is... I don't even think they've ever actually released it, but it is on YouTube and it's so good. You know that goofy Australian band? Like this, this. is the second time you've no third. 
Every time we do one of these, one of the picks is based on some indie rock cover. Yeah. Yeah. You find your way into Sin City that way, through yeah. some Beatles song that way. Yeah, but calling the magic numbers and even more calling Everclear indie rock is stretching it. But okay. Sure. But I'm Man, sorry. if you but can't find your way into Crazy in Love just through Beyonce, I, got, I don't know what to say for you. This is right. one of the greatest singles of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Just great. Just so good. Speaking of horn sections. One of the best s- samples. Yeah. I mean, the, the sample on that is terrific. Yes, but the magic numbers have none of that, and they prove how great the song is by doing it without any of those trim trimmings. Do they do the Jay-Z rap in there? No. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, I'm really angry right now. Do you want to talk about it, though? You can talk about Crazy in Love. I just did. Well, right, she I'll played go... it last night. People lost their fucking minds. Oh, Jill, was it on? Was it on your top three list? It was not in my top three, if only because I knew I wasn't going to get it. Like, Gabe, was it in your top three? No, it's not you're my never going to get it. Were Look, you never going to get it? Did you hear that neither one of them had it, Scott? So if it wasn't for me, <laughs> it would have been yours. Sorry. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. And then you said, I'm going to go with the deep cut. And I'm like, I've got it. <laughs> I learned my lesson about deep cuts funny. last time. Fuck so, this. okay. I'm going to go uh, with a Destiny's Child song. I'm going to go with Soldier. I know some soldiers in here. Don't mind taking one for me. I know some soldiers in here. They want to spend that on me. Yeah, that's a good one, Scott. Not much of a deep cut, but I, I I love it, and I love I love all the remixes. I love the 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 Danny Howells and Dick Trevor's Kinky Funk remix. I mean, it's it's all great. Uh, and I remember hearing that when it like just the lyrics. I was just like, whoa! Like it was the first time I realized that Beyonce don't fuck around. Yeah, and that's like, Destiny's Child. None of those bitches do. <laughs> I know. That's a, I never, I, you know, I thought that they were just like a harmless pop band. I'm like, uh-oh, there's something going on underneath this. I need some soldiers in here. Where they I at? know. Where they, they are. They are. They're on my Zoom screen right now. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, we're not soldiers. <laughs> we're not even Kens. We're like Allen. We're the Allens of Barbie World. I don't want to spoil it, but Alan is like the best person in the movie. <laughs> Alan, somebody called me an Alan the other day. He's gonna get it the next. He's gonna get it the next time I see him in person. My status is gonna be hood when I see him. Okay, that brings it back to Jill. Jill. Jill Hopkins. All right. What's your second draft pick here? As a surprise. But I'm going with off of Lemonade, uh, Beyonce's collaboration with Dixie Chicks. It is Daddy Lessons. <laughs> with his gun in his head held high, he told me not to cry. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. With his right hand on his rival, he swore in on the Bible. My daddy said, shoot. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. I love it. Oh. I love it so much. 
I was that in a band. song is weird. It is great. It's weird. I was in a band, uh, uh, the Bangers, uh, and mm-hmm. we had a horn <laughs> section and a string section, and you know we, this was the aftermath of Girl Group Chicago. We kind of formed our own other thing. Where instead of doing just strictly sixties girl group songs, we would take uh, modern girl group songs and like arrange them for sixties Motown uh, performances. But this was one of the only ones that we kind of kept true to the original. It's got four fucking stellar singing voices on it. It's uh, very much a country song. I think she got, I think they all got nominated for like a CMT award or something like that. Um, But it's also, people don't forget that Beyonce is from motherfucking Texas. Like she is from Houston. She grew up on this stuff. And if you know anything about her relationship with her actual dad and how complicated it is, yeah. Yeah. this this whole thing ha- takes on another level. But I mean, it's just great. It's like a it's got like almost a New Orleans second line kind of feel to it. Um, everybody's singing their fucking faces off, and it's as a vocalist, it is very fun to sing. It is yeah. very fun to sing. I love it. It's great, Gabe. So that's mine, Daddy Lesson. It's a good one. That's a really good one. Okay, what's your second choice? I'm I'm going through and I'm going back and forth here. Should I? It's going to be Destiny's Child song, so that's that's for sure. Okay. Bugaboo. Uh, Ooh, freakum dress. <laughs> I'm going to pick Independent Women Part One. Whoa. I didn't know if there's a part two or not. Is there a part two? One would assume, right? <laughs> I don't know, but it's called part one. The thing about this one is, got there. I was playing it today, and I, I I listened to the chorus, and I thought it was saying "I party," but it's not "I party." It's "I bought it." That's right. It takes on a whole new meaning. I know. I got to listen to it. I got to listen to the whole thing again one more time to see what they're talking about. But I don't know. I get that song stuck in my head. I'm not a huge Destiny's Child fan, but when it comes on. It's a jam, and I, I got to listen. Are you a big Charlie's Angels fan? Did it come from there? Question? Yeah, that is the best part. Question? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> ben, what do you got? Single ladies. Oh, put, a, put a ring on it. Shit. I'm, only, I'm only here to spoil your day, Scott Lucas. <laughs> Mission accomplished again. seen these tiktoks going around that the nfl is doing like it's it's uh summer league stuff right now and all the like rookie players and whatnot are out there just dying in the heat and doing you know time drills and whatever and so like the nfl is going around with the little lab mics and asking all these players what they're to sing their favorite beyonce songs and so it's all these guys just padded up sweaty just you know singing to the best of their ability <laughs> yeah. these beyonce songs and so many of them when, like single ladies is the obvious overriding one and then somebody tweeted if you ask a black man 
what his favorite Beyonce song is, and it's single ladies know for a fact that he only goes out with white women. <laughs> I don't know why it's true, but it is. <laughs> and I married to the f- biggest white guy any of us know. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> Good pick, Ben. Thanks, Scott. What do you got? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... I have this feeling you're going to pick what I was going to go with. Or, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, something else from Lemonade. Uh, don't Hurt Yourself is what, where I'm going to go. I was right. With, Ooh, that was Jack White. Jack White. Jack That vocal performance, uh, I mean, it sounds like she's kicking the shit out of Jay-Z, and he deserves every single second of it. But yeah, that's a, that's a crazy vocal performance, and it's really... I like when she gets... In it. Yeah. Stink face. She gets yes, a stink I, face. I like, when she, I like when she gets dirty. I like when Beyonce gets dirty. I like when Beyonce says fuck. I, that, okay, that's what I like. True. I like it when she says the N-word. It's my favorite. <laughs> I really like it. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So anytime she does it, I'm in. Like, don't for, like I said, don't forget. She's like, don't forget. I'm from like right. Houston. Like, I'm not from, you know. Exactly. Wherever OJ I'm not from lives. Disneyland. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Jill Hopkins. Jill. Is it me? Jill Hopkins. Is this my third one? Yeah, this your is last it. one. This is your third. This is your final pick. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, a Destiny's Child one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Peak Destiny's Child for me is also when I was like starting to go out to clubs as a, a young young lady, and in this this is the time. This is like early 2000s when for some reason we were all wearing business casual to go out dancing. Everybody had a blazer. And like a belt over uh-huh. the blazer. And the perfect song to get ready to go out in that time was Destiny's Child's Jumpin' Jumpin'. Ooh. Good video. Just leave your man at home. The club is. Mm. And the video has got all that. Yeah. Going on, I don't know who directed it, but it felt very like Hype Williams. Hype Williams. I was just gonna say it's gotta be Hype Williams. I thought it was Greta Gerwig. (laughs) (laughs) She wishes she she was in middle school then, probably. So is that is that was that your only Destiny's Child pick? Um, in my whole list, no, I had Independent Woman on there. I had Soldier. (laughs) Um. Yeah, no, this was the the one. With, oh, and Bills, Bills, Bills oh, oh. Is, is always a favorite. But no, Wait, what okay. if somebody picks it? Take that That's out. That's fine. She's she she can say whatever she wants. She didn't pick it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, the pressure's on. The pressure's always on. Listen, you listen. I'm going to Destiny's Child one more time. Wow, we all these Destiny Child fans. I don't know what it is. I I kind of listen to gracious. top. 
I listened to pop music in the 90s sometimes. I think it was oh, the 90s. Really? Maybe it was 2000s. I don't okay. know. Okay. And this song, for some reason, I just always remembered it because she's always like right behind the beat with these lyrics. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I see Jill has her hand up. Preach. Preach. <laughs> it was on my list. And this chorus has like 5,000 words in or the pre-chorus, whatever it is. I can't keep up with this. Acting shady and yes. calling and then it, baby. And then it glides so back into the verse. We're gonna have to bring that question. <laughs> All right, well, I I'm I'm in a real corner because if if Ben screws me on this next one, I gotta come up with something else. Because that's say my name was one of my safeties. My one of my safety schools. Ben? Uh, my favorite song off of Lemonade. Is, that, is this are you st- is this potentially problematic for you, Scott? It's probably more problematic for you. Let's hear it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. Sorry, sorry, so- sorry. it why i don't know i just like it i like the okay. i like the middle fingers i like the whole thing i like a nice bouncy uh and yet very nasty angry Beyonce. anybody else have any thoughts on sorry i honestly this is the most surprising one to come up this whole time <laughs> and not yeah. in a bad way i i respect it <laughs> <laughs> all right my my uh, carcass has been picked clean but uh i i'm i that doesn't mean i don't have a great pick I and mean, i have a a pick that's very important to me uh naughty girl mm-hmm. from, uh, dangerously in love i'll be a naughty girl that one with the, yes yeah i'll be a naughty girl i'm calling all the girls we're going to I like that one a lot, and it was, and I kind of ripped it off for this song uh, on Twelve Angry Months. White White Belt Boys, sort of like a mix between that and the the kick thing they were doing on Bootylicious, where it's like, what is the kick pattern? I wanted the kick pattern to constantly change, and then this has sort of like a sort of I don't know if it was Middle Eastern, but an exotic type of guitar riff to it. It's like I want to do something like that, and then mix it with the police and zeppelin Ooh, and I, I bet you'd, and, you'd kill a cover of that scott that'd be fun well i think the idea was like let's just rip it off <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever play that song live and go into the beyonce you actually need three drummers to play it so mm. it's, it's 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 a tough one and 17 songwriters yes jesus no you know i was looking no at some of these things i was like what 
No shade, a, though. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, it totally is what it is. I just don't understand why it needs to be what that is. Yeah. Well, shit. Jason Aldean didn't even write this goddamn song. He <laughs> hired outsourced that piece of flaming bullshit. So you're saying dipshit McDipshit doesn't know how to string some words together? I'm shocked. Turns out. Turns out. All hat, no cattle. (laughs) Watch the best! All right, well, this was good. This was fun. This was instructive. This was helpful. We got to get Rob Zombie to come out and go on our movie date with us next time, but that's fucking Rob Zombie for another day. I'll bet you he hates Barbie. Or he loves it. Like, there's no in between for him. Either it's like the worst thing he's ever seen, or he has like dove head for like his wife might really love it, and then he really loves it. I tell you what. I seriously would much rather see Rob Zombie's Barbie and see Greta Gerwig's Halloween. Like, I think those are two much more interesting movies than what we have now. Oh, can you picture Sherry Moon Zombie as a stripper Barbie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never wanted to see anything more. Just like, (laughs) motherfucker, fuck you, fuck, 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 fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. That's the weird Barbie we deserved. No shades of Kate McKinnon, Hmm. but... That's Ooh. way more how my weird Barbies talk to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's... Well, you've really given me something to think about. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh I, I have feelings that I can't explain. Driving me insane All my life been so polite But I'll sleep alone tonight Cause I'm just kidding Anywhere else I